And we are back with the Two Girls No Filter, episode 17. Oh my God, that sounds so crazy to hear. Already 17 weeks in to this uh, whole podcast thing. I mean, wow, I am so grateful to be able to do this and to speak with you guys and actually have people that listen to me. Like, that's pretty crazy. Um, but my name is Lauren. I am your host. And Amber is usually on here with me, but this week um, she actually went to Orlando to see her family. So I am filming solo, um, which happens kind of... Um, not too often, but either me or Amber um, do not a solo episode, but we usually have somebody or a guest here with us. Um, but I figured I'd do a solo episode. You know, I've never done one before and it might be weird because I don't have anyone to bounce ideas or topics off of and I'm just going to be doing this myself. But, you know, it's kind of interesting because hopefully I don't mess up too much and you guys are interested in what I have to say. So fingers crossed that this is going to go well. <laughs> um, but yeah. We'll just start off like usual, um, Will, just me, um, I'll start off like usual, so we'll talk about the peaks and pits of my week, and, um, so yeah, the pit, we'll start off low and off high, um, the pit is honestly nothing's too bad, I mean, my life is pretty good right now, um, this coming week, actually tomorrow, we're actually really, well, when you guys listen to it today, Yuri leaves for five days this week. He's going to be in the military from Wednesday to Sunday, so that's a little sad um, to hear that, you know, I'm going to be alone for a few days, but I'll get a lot of work done. I know that for sure. I'm just going to crush uh, podcasting and actually working, and, you know, I started up my YouTube channel again, so I'll record some videos while he's gone, so definitely will be um, by myself, but that would definitely be the only pit that I have this week just because I don't, I don't know. I feel like my life is good. I can't complain. You know, I've been doing really good. I've been working out every day. I've tried new classes. Like I've been going to new Pilates classes. I went to different soul cycle instructors. Like I'm not going to my usual. So, and not for anything bad. I just like to change it up. So I am pretty happy with where I am right now. Um, my peak is um, <laughs> trying Pilates. I tried it last week and I got a membership because I liked it so much and you know I've just been thriving off of it. Like my body feels incredibly sore after which I actually like a lot. Like it's challenging to me and I don't really find a lot of things to be super challenging not because I'm shredded or anything but I just don't feel like the, anything really pushes me hard enough. So I feel like this really pushes me and I enjoy it a lot. It's not like the normal Pilates. Like there's different forms of Pilates. I know that. Um, the one I'm currently doing is on these mega reformer boards and it has a lot of resistance. It's all body, like a full body workout. You're constantly incorporating your abs and your core um, throughout the whole workout. So it's just super nice. And I was even saying this to Yuri the other day. I was uh, working out and I feel like I can do more reps and more sets of ab workouts than I normally do. And I think because Pilates incorporates core your core the whole time, literally the whole hour you're there, you incorporate your core. Um, because if you don't, then you flop over, you're not able to keep your balance, like you literally have to the whole time. So I was saying like, I, I feel stronger. I mean, this sounds so crazy and stupid to say, I feel like because I've only gone a few times, but I really do, I feel stronger stronger. So I definitely am going to keep this up. I got, like I said, the membership to go four times a month. So once a week, um, even though that's not a lot with my schedule, with my work, it's kind of hard to work around, um, my classes because 
they're opened up the times that I'm working and to get over into Tampa from St. Pete where I work it's kind of impossible during rush hour traffic um, in early mornings in order to make it in on time so I can only do it on my like days off so yeah that's like my once a week um thing that I look forward to now is my Pilates classes, which is so funny because most people would be like, ugh, I gotta go to work out and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know why I, 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 well, I do. My endorphins totally release when I work out. So I just feel that much better when I do. And it really does make a difference. I know when I'm not working out how bad I feel just because I literally get in a depressed state. I know there's some people that don't, they, they're depressed when they do work out. But for me, it's, I have to work out and if I don't then I honestly really really feel bad about myself and I get in like this weird mental state so that's just me personally I'm a freak of nature and um, I've always had some sort of activity in my life so I really have to continue that Um, so yeah that was my peak another peak was um, I found two not one but two puppies today at work Um, one well it was a weird incident, but yeah, one um, was so darn cute. I wanted to keep him so bad. I was hoping the owners weren't going to turn up so that way I can bring him home to be with Doodle, but um, they ended up coming within the 45 minutes of us finding him, so I was like, ah, oh, darn, like I wanted to keep you. It was so cute and so loving, um, and then the other one was really cute too. He was just a lot bigger and hard for me to handle, so um, yeah, it was so weird. Two dogs in one day, I, that never happened, so um, did a good deed by making sure I found the owners and got them back to their home and their mom. Um, and the last peak of my week, I mean, I had a lot of peaks. I'm not going to lie. I've had a good week. Um, but my last peak is Valentine's day. So last week was Valentine's day and, um, Yuri and I, uh, we, we went out for dinner. We got sushi on Valentine's day. I know I said that we don't usually do anything like crazy, but, um, it wasn't, it was a very low key restaurant. It wasn't anything like dressed to the nines and you know it's something crazy um I just definitely I I definitely enjoyed the dinner though even though it wasn't like crazy it was just nice to spend time with them and we had some cool conversation topics going so um yeah that was really really nice and um he got me a beautiful bouquet of flowers and I was like oh my god I was not expecting all of this this is so nice um so yeah that was my peaks of the week not just peak it was peaks I had multiple um highs uh this week I'm sorry, by the way, if you can hear the music. I don't know if you can hear the music in the background. I have the doors closed, but you can still hear some music um, when where I'm sitting right now anyway. I hope you can't hear. I hope it cancels out. Um, but yeah, let's jump into this topic of the week um, that I came up with. So um, I kind of want to talk about something we haven't really talked about before, and that's overcoming trauma and um, attracting good things towards your life and how you can kind of make your life into a positive state and how you are actually able to do that, even if you are in a bad space now, um, what you can do to change um, your mental state. So obviously I'm not a doctor of any sort, So take this with a grain of salt, of course. I don't want you to seek experience or not even experience, seek uh, medical advice from me. I'm just speaking from what I have experienced in the past, how I've overcome things, and, you know, how I know what works for me um, to change things in your life to make it better. Um, And just an overall improvement on your life, like just in general, I think I can speak from experience. So I would like to touch upon that. 
um, with you guys today. So I wanted to make sure I said this. I think, I, and I truly believe this, and this, I don't want you to think it's corny, but it is a little, but it's okay. Um, things that happen to you, whether they're traumatic, whether they're good, whether they're um, just things that you had no control over, um, don't necessarily define who you are as a person. Um, they may have affected you in that time period, but you have the choice to choose whether or not that is going to affect your life now, whether it's going to affect your life in the future. Um, and it's really up to you, I think, whether or not you want that to continue in your future. Um, those bad experiences, whether they were good or bad, um, you have the choice to let it affect you if you want to, um, in my opinion. So, of course, and it's not, of course, like I said, take this with a grain of salt. That's just what I think. Um, and I think that you have absolutely 100% control over your emotions. Um, unless, of course, you have a mental disability or you're sick or, you know, you need help from uh, professional doctors because you're depressed or clinically depressed. Um, th- like I said, take this with a grain of salt. This is just my opinion. Um, and everybody has their own. So, <laughs> um, all right. So, traumatic things and how you can overcome them. I personally have not, I've had a good life. I cannot complain at all. Of course, I've had some traumatic experiences. I think everybody basically has grown up, whether they're extreme or they're very minimal. Someone has had a traumatic experience, um, trauma. Oh my God. I can't even talk trauma, um, type of experience in their life. So, um, what I have felt has helped me is I'm not, I feel like a very emotional person. It takes a lot to make me cry. Um, I don't think I just cry over anything. I have pretty rough skin. Um, but obviously when something traumatic happens to you, everyone experiences things differently and everyone, um, takes it differently and reacts differently to them. So, I'll share some personal stories with you that I think were traumatic to me in my life um, and then how I overcame them. So um, as a young child, if you don't already know, um, my dad has been a, um, in the military. He was a military officer and um, he was deployed a few times to Iraq and Afghanistan, um, which can be traumatic to most people um, in the military family, or I don't know if it's not. Um, but for me, I know I, I've known people who have had traumatic experiences and um, my family personally, it obviously affects you because your father is taken from you for such an extended period of time. And of course, you never know what's going to happen, especially when they're in a war zone. You're just in a um, like a constant fear. And it's not that he wanted to do that to us, of course, like he would rather be home. Um, but he was just out there, you know, after 9-11 happened and um, he, he was obviously pulled to go. Um, that affected my family a lot. And believe it or not, that put an effect on my life um, and my family's life because we were constant fear, especially seeing my mom so scared and like, oh my gosh, I have to um, like raise these two girls and they're so young. Um, I was like five and then he left again when I think I was uh, 10, um, no, 11 and going into 12. 
and, you know, just things like that, um, they affected obviously me a lot and having my dad pulled away from me, like, and not having any control over that and knowing that he didn't want to leave me like mentally, I'm like, why is this happening? Like, I don't understand. I, even when I was little, this sounds crazy. I didn't have, um, (laughs) this sounds so funny. Um, but I didn't go to therapy or anything like that because I don't know, it it just, it wasn't asked if I wanted any, I I wasn't asked if I wanted any, but I don't even think I would have accepted it. Even if I was asked because I was so young, I would feel like weird. Um, but, um, there was one time I remember, I think it was after 9-11. I was so young. I, um, wrote a note. And this is one thing that I recommend. If you are going through a hard time, um, writing out your feelings helps a lot. I do this to this day. Like if I'm feeling upset about something, instead of acting on it, I'll write it out first. Um, and not always, but I try to, I write out what I'm feeling, whether it's in the notes on my phone or it's on a piece of paper or I'm writing on my computer, I literally write out what I'm feeling. Like I am feeling this right now because this has happened to me and it's making me really upset. But then once I'm done writing out like exactly what's wrong, I feel so much better. I feel like I just like released so much emotion and so much like energy into this. And then I I can cry it out or I can just be angry about it or I'll just feel relieved after to be completely honest. Like that really helps me. Um, and like I was, like I got off of this subject, but when I was like really young and my dad was taken from me during 9-11 or maybe it was during the second time, whenever Bush was in office. Oh, I feel like I have to look this up now. Okay. Yeah. It was George Bush during, um, (laughs) during 9-11. Um, well he came into office right after 9-11. So my dad was still in, um, where was it? Afghanistan at this time. Um, looking of course for Osama bin Laden and everything. So, um, anyways, George Bush was in office and (laughs) I think my mom made the recommendation. She was like, why don't you write a note to George Bush. <laughs> this sounds so crazy. Why don't you write a note and um and let him know that you want your dad home and how you're feeling. And of course I'm five, so my writing obviously was totally minimal and what I was feeling was not everything I wrote down obviously, but it still instilled in me from that point. So I was like trying to contact the person that basically sent my dad there and what I thought anyway. So I'm like, why did this guy do this to my family? Why is my dad gone? I don't understand because I couldn't like process, like I understand obviously now, but when I was little, when 9-11 happened, I couldn't process like, why was this all happening? Like, why is my dad being taken away from me? Why was this happening to my family? Why was this happening to all of these families that were affected? Why did that even happen? Like, I just couldn't process um, why the, why everything was happening. So I just wrote this little note and I like was ready to s- mail it out. And I don't even know if I ever put it in the post office or anything like that, but I, I think I put it in my mailbox, like send her out and obviously it didn't go anywhere, but, or it didn't reach Bush, uh, because my dad was still there. <laughs> um, but yeah, in my opinion, I thought maybe that would change something. Um, but yeah, if you think that you can change something or how you feel, write it out. Like that's my number one thing. And it's so funny. I don't even know if my mom will even remember that, but I remember writing that letter in my bedroom 
in my new home because my parents just built a home. And I remember being in my room after so long of my dad being gone and being like, I'm sick of this. I want him home. And I would just wrote it out. And I'm like, please send my dad home. My family and I miss him a lot. Like it was very basic, but like that was me feeling like I could write out my emotions and possibly make a change. So if you feel like you can make a change in your life, even though that was me being a five-year-old, me to this day, I do that. I write what I can change about why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. Like, what can I do to change this feeling? Because I don't like it. Clearly, I'm upset. Um, let's see what I can do. Like, what what can I do to change this? So that's my number one um, advice as to why or how you can change the way you're feeling. Um, and I'm, I don't think you should not validate your feelings. I think that actually does validate your feelings, like you writing it out and letting it out, like in, instead of bottling it up, because I know a lot of people and I'm, I'm definitely one of them. I bottle up my feelings until I literally explode, especially if it's something that's bothering me. So this has definitely been something that helps me overcome that and realize like, okay, I have to do something in order to not feel this way, you know, and that's something that I did. So, um, that, that's something that you can do too. Um, another thing is that I want to explain, um, is that I think if you set out good intentions and what I mean by that is you doing good things, you thinking positive thoughts about not only your, like your people around you, but positive things about yourself, like your self image, um, the things you do, like you just want to always make sure that you're doing things that are good for you and others around you. Because even if people aren't watching you, like you should still be doing good things and thinking good things, if that makes sense. Like, what's that word I'm looking for? It's um, uh, uh, not dignity. What is that word I'm looking for? Why can't I think of it? Ah, okay. I looked it up. I had to. I'm so sorry. Integrity. So I feel like having good integrity, which is um, like what you do when nobody is watching is a very important thing. Um, and it's funny because actually I used to work at this hair salon and my boss, um, during the interview process, she said, do you know the definition of integrity? And a lot of people, surprisingly enough, don't know off the top of their head. Like they don't know the definition of integrity. And when she asked me that, I was like shocked, like that she asked me. Um, and I had to process it for a second cause I couldn't even remember to be honest, um, because nobody has ever asked me that. And I think that is such an important thing to have is good integrity. And I feel like when you have that, um, honestly, good things happen to you just because you're a good person. If you have good integrity, of course, um, if you're doing bad things and people aren't watching, obviously bad things will attract to you. Um, so, uh, to get into that, I want to say how you can basically change your lifestyle and like very small, minimal things in order to change from a bad perspective or a bad mindset to a really good, healthy, positive mindset. Um, so, um, one thing I want to say is changing your routine. If you feel like you're in a funk and you're depressed and you're sad, I think changing your routine is one of the biggest things because clearly something isn't working. Um, you want to make sure that what you're doing daily and, and every single day is 
good. Like you don't want to have a bad routine. You don't want to have a bad mindset all the time. If you're depressed, you have to change something about what you're doing because clearly something isn't working. You know, um, being depressed is one of the number one killers, like honestly, of the mind, like in soul, you can't move forward when you're depressed or in a funk. You got to continuously be flowing in a good state. Um, so changing your routine. And what I mean by that is you don't have to change everything you're doing. Just change something small about your routine that is clearly putting you in a funk. If you're on social media four hours a day, maybe you should cut down a little bit less. Stop watching what other people are doing because those are only the highlights of their life. Focus on things that are going to make you feel good. Like if you like reading, but you never you feel like you never have the time, I swear, if you cut down on that four hours of social media, you will find those four hours to be more useful reading a book. Um, or just literally meditating, or just being in a space by yourself, or focusing on your dog if, or cat if you have one, or focusing on people around you than your phone. Um, that alone can change so much. Because if you're constantly focusing on oh my God, this didn't get enough likes. Oh my God, this person looks like they're so great on social media. Oh my God, this person's way more creative than me. Oh my God, this person is doing all these crazy things and traveling the world. Girl, I bet you those posts are from when they traveled three years ago and they haven't been since, but they're sitting on their couch posting that photo because that was a highlight of their life. You know what I mean? Like it's not always roses, you know, like sometimes there are some downfalls in your life, but if you focus on those roses, obviously you're going to be happier, you know, and more content because you're, those are the highlights. Um, so if you focus on those, obviously that's good, but don't focus on other people's highlights because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, another thing you can change is possibly your job. If it's making you super upset, if the people you're around all the time are negative, if you, um, feel like you're in a trap when you go in that door and you have to sit there all day and you just feel so bad about yourself, change it. You're at work, sometimes most people are at work more than they are at home. If you are so unhappy about your job, leave, find something else because I guarantee there's something that you like. Not everything has to be like just Netflix and chill, okay? You can find something that you actually enjoy. Maybe it doesn't make that much or as much as you'd like to. Maybe it does and it's a dream job and you just haven't applied for it because you're too scared. Do those things. Like, Don't be afraid to start something or do something different. Don't be afraid of change. So many people are scared of change and I don't get why. I thrive off of change and something different. Like, If I'm doing the same thing over and over and over again, I get bored really quickly. I need change. Like, I need something that challenges me. Um, and this is me personally. Some people don't like change at all, but if you're so unhappy with where you're at, do something about it. Don't let people hold you back. Just do it. If it makes you feel better, if you feel like a better person, if like doing different things, then do it. Who cares what other people think? You don't have to live by society's standards where they think, you know, you have to do a nine to five right out of college. You have to do this. Like you screw it. Do what makes you happy. If you're happy doing art all the time, make a living out of it. Become really, really fucking good at it and do it. Don't hold yourself back because you think people are going to judge you for doing those things. Who cares what other people think? And I feel like that's one main thing that brings people down all the time is they're so scared of what other people might think of them, which blows my mind. Like if you feel bad 
about what you're doing now, don't you think people would judge you more because you're sticking to that thing that makes you feel horrible? You know, it, it just blows my mind. Why people stay at places that make them so miserable, honestly. Like, just, if you hate it that much, do something about it. Don't complain. My God. Um, but yeah, I hear that so often. That's why I'm going on a little tangent about this. So, um, another thing too, and even if it's not the job itself, like, don't leave the company. If you feel like you could thrive better at a different location, at a different, um, setting, if the people around you are just super negative and you just want to move from a different uh, place to another place just to get out of that environment and you think that other people are happier, ask to be transferred, ask to be moved into that other location or that other, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, cubicle. I don't know. Just another type of job. Um, if your company has it, if it's available to you, you know, if that's an option, ask, it doesn't hurt. Um, another thing too, that you may want to change is where you live. Maybe the place you're at may be too small for you, maybe too dark, maybe too, uh, many memories that were there before that leaves you feeling in pain because of the things that happened there, because maybe there was trauma in that home that you're living in now. And you're just sitting in that trauma filled home, you know, move. It, it doesn't take much. I mean, it can be expensive, but save up and move. Um, move whether it's somewhere really close by and into a different home, because if it's a different setting, maybe there could be different changes in your life that could be for the better. Um, or change where you're living. If you're so unhappy around the people you're always around, maybe move somewhere new and start fresh. Um, there's so many different options and outlets for people that I just think they're trapped and they, they can't do it, but it's so possible. There's so many people in this world that can make you feel good. And I'm telling you from experience, and I'm not saying that where I was at before was terrible because it was not, I loved where I was from. Um, but for other people, I'm saying that there could be some really good people out there that you can meet and that you could, you know, become in love with literally spiritually or physically or whatever. You can literally fall in love with new people and new surroundings. How would you know if you don't try? Um, if you can try it while you're young, if not, it's not, it's never too late. Another thing is maybe change the people you surround yourself with, which is kind of based off the last one. Um, uh, setting intentions. Like if I'm around someone that's constantly bitching and moaning and I'm depressed and I'm this and I'm sad and I hate life and this sucks and that's terrible. Nobody wants to hear that. Honestly, no, nobody wants to be around people like that. But sometimes if you feel like you're attached to that person because you're quote unquote friends at one point, you don't want to just drop them off and be like, okay, you know, I'm cutting you out of the picture because you're so negative. If you find people that there, there, and there are, people that are positive and good influences on you that want to do good things and be successful and be something and just be happy. And successful can mean so many things. You can be successful at being a mom. You can be successful at being a good wife. You can be successful in your job and your career and your life and your hobbies. You can literally be successful and people determine it and define it in different ways, which is completely cool. Um, but just be around people that are successful in whatever they want to pursue. Um, find people that are always positive and uplifting and always have something to say about other people. If someone has something negative to say about every single person you're, they're around, 
clearly there's something wrong. You have to like find joy in other people and make sure that when people are around you, they're not making you feel in a worse mood or in a worse way than you were previous to meeting them or seeing them that day or whatever. Um, so that's one huge thing. Another thing too, is if you're trying to, let's, I'm just going to give a, an example. If you're trying to have a healthy relationship and a healthy relationship with not only your spouse or your friendships, but a healthy relationship with yourself, going out all the time, partying, drinking, staying up all hours of the night, uh, hanging around these people that only do the same things every single weekend, Thursday through Sunday, and just party and drink their life away. Clearly, you're not doing yourself justice. You are not doing yourself good intentions or setting good intentions for yourself because you're literally killing yourself by doing those things. And maybe that is the life for some people, but I feel like if you're trying to have a healthy relationship and, um, you know, pursue a happy lifestyle that you're dreaming of, those things are not it. That's just not it. Um, so that's just one huge thing I think is the people you're around to are the people you're influenced by and that's who you become. So the more you spend around those type of people partying and doing whatever, that's the type of person you're going to become. And I, I find that 100% true. You are who your friends are. Um, so who you spend the most time with is who you ultimately become and are. Um, yeah, so I feel like I've been ranting so much, um, but I hope you guys are enjoying it so far. It's so hard just doing this by myself and not bouncing off ideas of other people, so um, specifically Amber. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I feel like this topic was kind of hard for me to explain because I feel these things all the time, but to actually talk and say this out loud is like the first time and it's really weird um, just getting it off my chest because I'm, I feel like I'm not that great at it, like explaining what I'm thinking, but I know what I'm thinking is true, if that makes sense. It's, uh, it's complicated, but yeah, um, <laughs> oh, I feel so weird, uh, but yeah, um, you attract what you are and what you think and what you do, and that is the facts. It's a cold, hard turkey facts. Um, <laughs> uh, some book recommendations. I feel like to overcome some of these things, I have some books that in journals that I think may help some of you if you are looking to overcome these things um, in your life that may be completely different from what I've experienced, but maybe because they are something that has happened or occurred in your life, you want to overcome them. So some book recommendations I have. I have this one. I actually have to get better at it. Um, it's a journal and a book. So you have one journal. I've talked about this in a previous podcast episode, um, The Daily Stoic, and um, that's by Ryan Holiday. So I have the journal and the book, and basically it's based off both of, both of it. Um, so you have the book. You read that one page the day that it's on. So if today's February 18th, you would read February 18th's page. And after you read it, you absorb and in the morning, you write down what you're feeling after reading that, like what you interpret of it. And then at night, you write how you feel now, because maybe something has happened throughout the day that made you feel differently about that topic, because maybe something happened and you're like, actually, my perspective just changed and this is now how I feel. And that's the cool thing about it is that you're able to adjust like, OK, I feel this way right now, but in the morning, something could 
change and happened to you that you feel 100% different about now. Um, so I thought that book was really, really cool. Um, and I learned that from the Skinny Confidential. If you guys listen to that podcast, I freaking love them. Um, him and her podcast. And that's with Lauren Everett's and Michael Bostick. Um, they're married, Lauren Everett's Bostick. Um, but yeah, they're awesome. And that's one of their number one book recommendations. And they do that daily as their, um, daily stoic, um, devotional. Um, another one that I haven't completed reading, but is really good. And I know a lot of people recommend it is the power of now. Um, I hear that from a lot of successful people, um, a lot of, um, podcasts that I've listened to in the past have recommended this and, um, the power of now is definitely something that a lot of people recommend. So I will recommend as well because I started reading, I haven't finished it yet, but I think so far that it is very good. Um, let's see what other ones I have. Um, the law of attraction, uh, book, the number one book. (laughs) Um, that one is extremely good. Um, it's very interesting just because of the way they describe how they see the law of attraction and everything. Um, you have to read it to understand it, but if you're into that kind of vibe and you want a good read, um, that one's very light and easy to read. I recommend it completely if you're interested. Um, another one is No Excuses. I love this one because I honestly think people make so many excuses for themselves as to why they can't do things, why they don't have time, why they, they can't put in the effort, why they can't do this or that. And it's because they literally make up so many fucking excuses and it drives me crazy when people say, oh, I can't go to the gym because I don't have enough time. Dude, you could if you made time. You just choose not to. And this is my number one quote. You can either make time or you can make it. No, wait. I said that wrong. You can either make excuses or you can make time, but you can't do both at the same time. It's physically impossible. So just stop the bullshit and get to it, honestly. Like that's what this book is all about is like how you can stop making excuses for yourself and just get to it, grind it out. Like don't let yourself dwell on those things. That's like one thing we've been talking about this whole time is making excuses or having these bad thoughts on yourselves, you know? Um, so that's a huge one. No excuses. Um, another one is, let's see. Oh, I haven't, like I said, I haven't fully read this one yet either, but this one was really good. Living successfully with screwed up people because we all have screwed up people in our lives. We all have those Debbie Downers. We all have those people that say, oh, well, you can't do this and you can't do that because you can't, like you just can't. And it's just because of how they feel because they haven't been able to do those things, um, in their life. So they just make up excuses as to why they can, why, if, because they can't, you can't you know, why they weren't able to, now you can't do that either because they couldn't. If that was the case, then nothing would ever be done, um, ever in any, any aspect of anyone's life. Nothing would be done if somebody couldn't do something then nobody could. Um, that's what invention is for. So yeah, I think that one's a great book. Um, I haven't fully read it, but it's also another really light read. So if it's, if you're just looking for an easy read, that's definitely something easy to read. Um, But yeah, those are my main book recommendations. I don't want to give too many and overwhelm you. Um, Start off with those and maybe we can chat on this subject again um, because maybe, you know, something may happen to one of you and you may reach out to me and you want me to share um, and maybe you want me to elaborate a little bit more because I know what I'm thinking, but it's just so hard to get out. I don't know how else to explain it, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um... 17 on 
basically the law of attraction and manifesting your own shit um, and getting in the right mindset. Um, This is a little bit shorter of an episode. We're only at like 35 minutes, but um, hopefully you enjoyed it and it was short and sweet and I will see you guys in the next episode. I'm so excited for next week. Me and Amber are back at it and um, yeah, I'm ready to chat with you guys next week. So Hope you guys didn't miss her too much and you didn't think I was annoying. Um, But yeah, all right. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Two Girls No Filter podcast. I'll talk to you later. Bye.